Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. Yesterday I shared the first 11 verses of Mark 11. It was about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem during the Passion Week. I shared with you principle number one, that Jesus wants triumphal entry into our lives. We must come to Jesus publicly, courageously, and cheerfully, and also willingly. I also shared principle number two to you yesterday, saying that we are to come humbly. Today, I want to share uh, three or four more principles with you found in this great chapter 11 of Mark. And this is um, how we know that Jesus Christ is to be Lord of our lives when we let him in and uh, just celebrate this triumphal entry into our lives. So uh, let's read verses um, 11 through 19 of Mark chapter 11. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. When we let Jesus have the triumphal entry he he so deserves in our lives, he begins to look into our lives. He comes with observation, beloved, into your life and my life to make it better. I don't know about you, but I always want to make things better. Whether it is in my home, my business, my prayer and spiritual life, I want to improve. Jesus wants to always make our lives better, and he is the one who can, for he sees us as we really are. So Jesus comes, it shows us in this passage, observing as a guest inside this temple of ours. Principle number three is that Jesus wants to examine your life. He wants us to examine our life. In fact, we are to examine all things, we are told in Thessalonians. We are to examine ourselves before we partake of the Lord's Supper. Jesus Christ came with observation. That's how he comes in our lives many times, with observation through the precious Holy Spirit so that he can get our attention. Verses 12 through 17 says, The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. So the principles that we've learned so far in Mark 11 is that Jesus wants triumphal entry into our lives, that we are to come humbly and ask him 
to not only be our Savior, but to be our Lord. And also, we are to let him examine our life. We are to, he comes with observation through the Holy Spirit, and that's how he speaks to us and through his word. And then this, the principle number four is that when we allow him that triumphal entry, beloved, and we come humbly and we let him ex- examine our lives, then the next principle is that he wills to clean up our temple. When we allow Jesus that entry that he needs, that triumphal entry into our lives, and he begins to observe, and then he will begin the work of cleaning up this temple of ours. We have to be careful as Christians that we don't become like this fig tree, giving off the appearance of bearing fruit, but in reality we are really fruitless. How does the Lord Jesus Christ clean up the temples of our bodies and our hearts? I believe that there is a great lesson here in these verses of Mark 11. Jesus is hungry, beloved, for us to bear fruit because we live in a dying world and there are lives at stake every hour, every moment, and the honor of his great name as well. Many lives are dependent upon the fruit of the Spirit within our own lives. As Jesus approached the fig tree, it had all of the appearance of fruit, even though it was not the season for fruit. We can many times have more zeal than knowledge in the things of God, and therefore we sometimes try and show even our fruit before it's ready. We haven't studied to show ourselves approved unto God first, because when we do, then that fruit of the Holy Spirit, beloved, just comes naturally. We don't have to try to work it up. We don't have to try to approve ourselves unto man, because we have been with God. We have we have studied his word. We've been in prayer, and that fruit just comes naturally. Remember, there is a time for everything, as the Bible tells us, in a season for all things. Jesus cursed the fig tree because, again, it had all the appearance of fruit, but it was fruitless. So how does Jesus clean up the temple of our lives? Let's read on through verses 26 of Mark 11. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, Look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Beloved, Jesus wants to curse and dry up all those things in our lives that produce no fruit. This is the way he cleanses our temples, by cursing what is dead and by plucking it up and out of our lives. Dead things are of no use. And until we get to the root or the cause of those things which cannot and will not produce fruit in our lives, we too, like the fig tree, will have the appearance of fruit, but indeed will be fruitless. You know, I remember, uh, you know, summer after summer working in my yard and pulled, uh, you know, nasty weeds and 
I, I wanted to pull them up and pluck them up by the roots so that they will not come back and choke out my flowers and the, the vegetables and things in my garden. Well, beloved, we are like beautiful flowers in the garden of God. But sometimes we have to, we, we let the weeds take over or, you know, we have this choice. They can either take over or we either can pull them up once and for all. We can get to the root of them so that they don't keep coming back. And that's what God wants. That's how he wants to clean our temple temples up. You know, the, and, and what are some of those ugly weeds? Bitterness, resentment. Uh, we just read that we have to, to stand. When we stand praying, we are to forgive, not hold on to grudges. We must forgive anyone and everyone who has ever injured us, offended us, or caused us pain. Forgiveness is one of the most crucial elements in having our prayers answered and growing in faith. If we have let Jesus have the triumphal entry he so deserves in our lives, then let's go the second step and let him cleanse our temples. Let's let him pull out the weeds of bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. Just as Jesus has forgiven you and me of our ugly sins and our ugly thoughts and sometimes our ugly ways, may we, beloved, forgive others. So just think about what we've said over the last two days. The principles in Mark chapter 11. I urge you to get in it and read it for yourself. Principle number one is to let Christ have the triumphal entry he so deserves in your and my life. That means let him be Lord. Principle number two, come humbly to Jesus. Repent of your sins and then and, and ask him to come in. Many times people ask Jesus to come in as Savior, but they hold on to their sin. It's, you know, a little backwards. Repent and then ask him to come into your, your heart. Principle number three, let him examine your life through his word and prayer. And principle number four, let him start cleaning up your temple. Let him pluck up and root up that which does not bear fruit. It's not that you're not born again, but maybe there's just things you're holding on to, little besetting sins that so easily entrap and snare us. And then also join me tomorrow as I continue to share the the last two, the next last two principles to you of this great chapter. This is a great time to look at chapter Mark um, 11, uh, chapter 11 in, in Mark 11 because of the Passion Week and it being Easter. God bless you, beloved, as you look up to Jesus and know that He is the one that gives us the victory to overcome anything and everything because this is indeed our faith to live by. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417 451-5636.